0: Hi guys and welcome back to another episode of the Penny Pinching Pony Podcast. Today we're going to be talking about those pesky bugs we get every summer and what we should do about the So it's summer, it might be spring or fall and really hot where you are. And it's hot and of course with that comes the dreaded flies. I personally am going to say that when you're considering what to do about flies you have to kind of do it in phases. Um, of course barn and personal protection is a little more simple but when it comes to the horse itself this is where you can make some educated decisions based on your budget and what your horse needs. Around the barn of course uh, the up to the boarding facility, um, but of course, you know, if you ask them and you're willing to pay for it to try and decrease the flies, um, most of them wouldn't say no. um, But for around the barn, consider fly traps and zappers. Um, These can be the sticky strips, um, the bug zappers, or um, they make these green containers that kind of contain the flies. There's a lot of great reviews on them, I haven't tried them personally, um, but they might be a good option to try as well. Um, if you do offer to get some fly traps for your barn, they are okay with. Some barns just don't like how the sticky strips look, um, and that's up to their discretion as well. The next thing to consider is if you have proper manure maintenance. You know manure attracts a lot of bugs, so if you have the pile close to your barn, you're going to have more flies in that area. So this again is up to the facility. Um, There are a lot of regulations um, in most places about where you can keep your manure pile and how you go about getting rid of it and decomposing it. Um, but if it is a place where you own it, or it's at home, or you're trying to design your own stable, maybe consider taking your manure pile further away from the barn. Yes, this might be a little more inconvenient, but it takes the flies and takes it away from the facility area, or at least where people tend to congregate. Instead, you can keep a little mini like a wheelbarrow or keep a tractor hooked up to a big um, bucket or a pull-behind wagon. um, And once that starts to get full, you can take that down to the manure pile semi-regularly. The one thing I will say about if you decide to do it by wheelbarrows is to try and keep it low, Um, wheelbarrows full of manure do get (laughs) really heavy really quickly. And then people tend to try not to take them down to the pile because it is so heavy and it is a longer walk. So make sure if you do tend to do that option that you make sure you know you mark a line of you know when it's full to this point. Please take it before it becomes um, too hard to move it. Another thing to consider about pasture. And manure maintenance is if your pastures and paddocks get cleaned out. Um, I personally am going to say, if you guys have a barn where they have dry lots, those you need to ask about um, if they have manure maintenance in there, you know. How often do you go through there and take out the manure? Because it is a dry lot. Um, It's not grass, you know, it's a lot more accessible. It's flat, it's going to be more visible and more flies in that small area. Uh, A lot of barns that I'm seeing now, if they have larger fields, they tend to not go out and clean out the pastures. If they're super large fields and they're kind of small herds, sometimes this doesn't become a problem. Um, but again, it depends on your area, you know, do you have a creek nearby, do you have um, you know, a lot of woods nearby, how much do your horses put out in manure, Um, and those all come into process with how many flies you're going to get. So do consider this when you're picking your barn or, you know, if you're trying to decide if you need to find a new barn that's better for your horse based on various reasons, you know, consider flies and how your pastures are maintained. Sometimes, if it is a smaller lot, um, you can get away with asking if you can go out and clean them semi-regularly if they are not getting cleaned up to the standard you want. Of course, this is extra maintenance on you, so if this is not something you want to do, um, you know, it depends on how you want to act. It can save you a lot of money, you know, if they don't clean it as often as you want, um, but know, your budget's kind of small, you don't really have the capability to move to a new facility, that might be a little more expensive to get the maintenance that you want. It might just be better on your budget to offer to clean it out um, when it gets too bad or to the point where, you know, you wish it was cleaned out but nobody's cleaning it. The next thing I'm going to say is personal protection. Um, You know, I tell people that you should keep a sunscreen and a bug spray in your tack locker for the extra hot and buggy days. Um, Sunscreen is kind of like lotion. If you put that on first, one, you're protecting your skin from the UV, um, but it can act as like an extra stick to keep the fly spray on you longer. I am gonna say, do not use your horse's fly spray. I know it's a lot easier, um, but horse fly spray is a lot more expensive than people fly spray. Um, and you know, any product that you buy for your horse that you can put more towards your horse and less towards yourself, um, that's gonna save you some extra money. You know, it might be a little silly to some people to go. Why would I buy a $20 fly spray for my horse and then go out and buy a $5 fly spray for myself when I could just use theirs? Consider how much fly spray you will go through when you and your horse are using it um, versus just your horse, and consider that it's a $5 spray that's going to last you probably all summer versus your horse's fly spray. You're going to have to get multiple bottles of fly spray without the the summer so definitely have your own bug spray there that way you're not using your horses you're not wasting that product. Your horses protection this is where you can really budget out um, because it is something that you know you can go by what they need. Um, So the first layer of protection I'm going to say is nothing your horse doesn't care about flies, they aren't allergic, they don't, like, just their tail being long and swishing it off is enough for them and they don't care, Um, then you don't have to buy anything else for them. Um, But if it does appear that, you know, they're a little bothered or they're starting to get a little itchy or irritated, the next level up I'm going to say is fly spray. I know this isn't going to sound budget friendly, but do not cheap out on fly spray. Um, You'll spend more money wastefully in this way. You know, I personally tell people not to waste their time on them. They are not going to work. If they do work, they're not going to work super well. Um, You know, even some of the more expensive ones I'm not super thrilled with but they work significantly better than other ones. Um, you know, you usually get what you pay for in fly spray. I personally tell people all the time, um, the Ultra Shield by Absorbene, um, but the Black Bottle is the only fly spray that I'm going to say works really well every time. Um, they do sell these in different sizes and bundles, and usually, the more y- you get up front, the less you pay, but, you know, it's also going to be a budget that you have to think about, you know, can I afford to pay the 100 bucks up front that I don't have to buy any more fly spray for the year and maybe part of next year, or can I not afford that right now and I'm just going to have to pay the 20 bucks however I need it. That might be okay for some of you that really don't need a lot of fly spray. I know um, Darla goes for a lot, so I usually get the mid-range. I usually pay about $60 for a refill bin, um, and that usually lasts us through most of the summer. Um, it's a little more expensive, but um, it's 60 bucks right off the bat versus paying the 25-ish for a bottle, um, that'll i go through three times. Um, So it's not a lot, but it is $15 that I don't have to spend extra on a product that I'm already using. So do consider that. Um, Sometimes you have to pay more upfront to save a little. Um, Some people, it's really not convenient to them. I personally am always going to go by, you know, maybe it's not super convenient right now but I can push it um, to save a few bucks in the long run. The other thing I'm going to recommend, because some horses are chemical sensitive and Ultra Shield Black is pretty chemical um, packed, is uh, Bug Pellet. It's all natural and low to no chemicals, it works pretty well, it's mostly It's mostly all essential oils, um, and it ends up being cheaper in the long run than you going out and buying each individual um, essential oil and making your own. And it works pretty well as well. Um, The big benefit to this one is, while it is a more expensive fly spray, you know, it's up in the $20 range for a bottle, just like the Ultra Shield. Um, but it does come with a refill. It's a, it'll come with a small bottle and it's the concentrate of all the oils and, um, all the good stuff in there. And once you empty out your first bottle, you just dump that concentrate in and then you throw in water and you've got your next bottle all ready to go. I personally use this for Lily, um, I was using Ultra Shield on her originally when I first got them fly spray, um, and it very quickly gave her hives, it got really bad, you know she was itchy, she was miserable, Um, Benadryl was not helping this at all, it was just too many chemicals for her to handle, and I don't have this issue at all with bug pellet, and it works fine for her. The next level up is, you know, asking if your horse needs a fly, uh, fly mask. <laughs> um, this I'm going to say is the cheapest option and cheapest level above fly spray, um, and this is usually good enough for a lot of horses. Uh, you know, usually the two places that are most irritated uh, for horses their legs and their face. They get really cranky about flies on their legs and their faces. It will depend on each horse um, but a lot of times as long as there's not flies in their eye or their ear area or even their nose they're okay. There's also a lot of options in fly masks to, dis- um, to consider before you purchase. Um, personally If it's a horse that's having issues specifically with flies, um, I'm always gonna say ear covers. Um, They are helpful. However, you do have to use caution with this. Some horses really don't like ear covers and they'll just pull those off. Um, And if you have a horse that's not keeping its fly mask on, that's not worth your time. You know, you might as well just not put one on. Um, So use your own discretion with that. um, See if your horse likes the ear covers or not. I'm also always going to say to purchase a fly mask with a forelock hole in it. Um, This being because especially if your horse has a thicker forelock, sometimes, you know, if you don't have a forelock hole, um, it'll get rubbed around. uh, You can rub off the forelock or it can get pushed in a way that it ends up kind of poking them in the eye. I have that problem a lot with Lily. If I don't have anything with a forelock hole, she's got, I call it an afro forelock. It's big, it's puffy, um, and it'll just get pushed to the sides and it'll sit right in her eyes and it makes her so angry. Um, So I'm always going to say use a forelock hole when you can. Uh, For the horses that really hate the ear covers, you know, you might opt to just get um, the kind without ears. Um, That's what I use for Lily, just because she doesn't really care. It was a little cheaper to get one without ears, and it's got a big opening for her forelock that she really likes. The other thing to consider is if your horse needs a nose flap you know are the bugs so annoying that they just need that extra little protection on the top of their nose to keep the flies off. These are usually a little bit more. Some horses really like these. Some of them really think that flap's annoying um, and some people do buy these just for the UV protection you know for the horses with white noses. I personally am not going to suggest these if you're buying it solely for the purpose of sun protection. Um, If you need something for sun protection and you're on a budget, I'm always going to say to grab diaper rash cream. I just think it works better than just throwing a fly mask over top and in the long run it's going to end up cheaper and it's going to be better for your horse. This of course you can use your own discretion on, you know, if you are someone that your horse does need a fly mask already and you can put forth the extra five dollars for the nose piece and they don't mind the nose piece, you know, go ahead and get yourself that nose flat fly mask and then you can surpass the diaper rash cream as sunscreen. But again, that's discretion upon your horse individually. The next thing I'm going to say is fly boots. Um, you know, consider if your horse is irritated by flies on their leg. Some of them really don't mind and just a little like a tiny stomp is okay. If your horse is absolutely destroying their legs, you know, making them swell up from kicking at flies, you know, maybe consider fly boots. Um, but when you do consider getting fly boots, also consider what kind of fields they're in. You know, do they have super muddy fields? Do they have water access? Um, these can help you determine which boots to buy. Personally, if you have super muddy fields or you have fields that have water access, I'm going to say don't buy a fleece lined fly boot. I'm not really sure why people get fleece lined to begin with, just because it's already so hot. I don't know why they would want that kind of padding on there. Um, But some people really like them. Um, But I am going to say if you have a lot of mud or water, don't get the fleece. um, Just because fleece is going to take longer to dry. Um, And then it will be holding water and mud on your horse's legs. You can end up with more bacterial infections or just rain rot and etc you'll save yourself time in the long run not getting fleece if you have muddy or wet fields. Uh, also consider you know what kind of velcro do they have. Um, I personally am using um, SmartPacks brand of fly boots for Darla and they're holding up really well so far. Um, They do slide every now and then, but her legs do periodically swell. So if I put them on one day and her leg decides to be a different size later, um, you know, usually that's fine. I understand why they aren't staying on, um, but they are always still velcroed on there. They haven't come off. She hasn't lost them in the fields. um, They've got no holes and they're staying on like, really well actually for um, what I've seen out of fly boots. They're also the thicker um, fly mesh. Some boots if you look really closely are just kind of a thin fabric they aren't like a mesh it's just straight up fabric on the legs and I think those you know it's just an extra barrier versus actual fly protection. Um, so consider that as well, you know the just the plain fabric is going to break easier, um, it might be cheaper but you might end up spending more just replacing them. Also consider if they'll do more harm than good, you know if you have a fly boot that doesn't fit right or you have a horse that you know really doesn't like boots. Um, and they run around like they're crazy because they don't understand what's on their leg. Um, So, if you do have a horse like that that's a little weird about boots or they have odd fitting boots, um, you know, don't put something on your horse that is going to do potential harm. You know, if they're gonna rub their skin off by wearing them, f- maybe forego them. Um, you know, if they're gonna keep having welts from wearing them, you know, you're gonna end up with. Potential vet bills, potential infections, you know, putting product on multiple times, um, that's going to drive up your cost as well. And also, always consider if your horse actually needs them or not. The next level up I'm going to say is the fly sheet. Um, of course, do they need it? Um, if they do need it, you know, do they like it? Some horses could really benefit from having a fly sheet, but they really hate it. They rip it apart. They chuck it off. Um, in which case, you know, you're, it's not worth your time and money to put one on one. You might as well, at that point, um, spend the extra money to get extra flight uh, spray instead of a sheet if they really hate it that much, because they can end up being quite expensive. Um, Also make sure these do fit properly. If you have a fly sheet that doesn't fit, um, it can end up doing more harm than good. You know, ill-fitting fly sheets are gonna rub in multiple places. They're gonna rip easy. They can get caught on things. Um, These are all things to consider when you get a fly sheet. Also consider, you know, if you have had a fly sheet for your horse and they are pretty nice to their stuff, you know, if they really do benefit from it, maybe invest in a better fly sheet that's going to last. Um, the first summer I had Darla, I just got her a cheap $20 fly sheet. I saw a significant difference in what it did for her skin and her happiness since she wasn't getting bit as much and she is very fly sensitive. She was very nice to her sheet but, you know, she'd get on branches every now and then or one of her pasture mates would get a little nippy with her. Um, But she's very nice to her blankets and her sheets. So this year I opted to spend a little more on a fly sheet so that I could spend less in the long run and invested in a Kensington sheet. And these are the really thick heavy-duty fly sheets. They're very hard to rip. They're built very well um, I have absolutely loved the quality um, and I got mine used. Um, they are really expensive new. Um, they can run anywhere between $160 up to I want to say 205 So if you do decide you're going to go with a Kensington and you are on a budget, definitely search for used. Um, I personally found mine on Facebook. I can find a lot pretty easily on Facebook, you know, just put out an in search of ad in a horse blanket group, and usually you'll have at least three to four options, um, in your size range that you can pick. This, of course, is going to depend on what size your horse is. Um, you know, 72 is a really popular size, you know, it fits a lot of horses, so I do see a lot more in the 72-74. Range, um, but you, you will always get options with that. But consider, you know, if your horse needs a fly sheet and then how nice they are to their fly sheet before you decide what to buy for them. The next level, and I'm going to say the last level of uh, fly gear, um, is if they need a neck cover. Um, this to me is a last resort for the extra sensitive. I don't see a ton of horses that absolutely need these. A lot of the horses that I do see that have full coverage gear are just kind of the, you know, those with a lot of extra money. They want to get their horses everything possible. Um, But, you know, if your horse absolutely needs it, I'm definitely going to say, you know, find a way to get what they need. Um, Another thing to consider about all of your gear is if they're causing your horse to be too hot. You know, um, it is hot in the summer even without gear on, you know, you can see your horse out sweating a lot of the times. Um, It does depend on your horse individually, um, but do consider, you know, do you need to clip, um, in order to use their flag gear or you know do you need to clip in general. Um, definitely do your research before you decide to clip or not. Um, make an educated decision on this and what's best for your horses. Um, I'm not going to put anything else in this segment about clipping. I will try and do a clipping segment in the future. Okay. Um, but definitely do your research before going out and deciding to just shave your horse um, because if you aren't educated or your horse doesn't need it or you know they have very sensitive skin you could cause a lot more damage than good. So definitely read up on that before you decide to do anything. The other thing I'm going to put in here about your horse is internal supplements. Um, this might be a question for your barn on if it is required or not, and if so, um, what the cost is. Um, I do know several barns say that you are required to feed a internal supplement of those barns. Most of them just factor that into their, um, their monthly board. Some of them do not though. They um, will say that you need an internal supplement. Um, And these I'm not talking about your typical dewormer. Um, Those I am going to say are required. Make sure you do your research on dewormer. And make sure you are worming your horse. You do not want worms. Um, That can be very, very bad. Um, I'm talking about, you know, garlic and the bug be gone. You know, the um, they're usually powders that you sprinkle on our food um, that supposedly um, help get rid of flies. Um, you know, apparently, some people say if you feed them this, um, if they get bit once, that fly decides that horses are not counting anymore. Um, consider cost about these, um, and then consider if. You know, they actually work. Um, definitely do your research on these before you buy them. I personally can't say that I think these work. Um, I've worked at a stable before that required that you feed. I wanna say it was Bug B. Lawn that we were feeding. It was a brand and a product in sp- uh, specifically. And I just did not see any difference in any of the horses. Now, I personally right now am feeding my horses a garlic additive, um, mostly because someone got it for me last year and I just have it, um, so I might as well give it to them. I'm not necessarily seeing a difference, um, but that's up to you, you know, you're gonna have to decide if you want to try that, you know, do your research first. Um, if you like what you're seeing, you know, maybe let your horse go for a month and see what happens and then put them on garlic and see if it decreases. Um, that's kind of a trial and error to me. I personally don't think I will be repurchasing any internal bug supplements um, after I'm out of this one. I just don't see a big enough difference. I don't. I arguably don't see any difference. Um, And a lot of horses actually don't like the taste of these. A lot of them do taste or smell a lot like garlic. Um, My two eat it fine, but you know, the really picky eaters, you know, can get a little weird about it. The other thing I'm going to say you absolutely should have is the aftercare, you know, keep Itch Relief and Benadryl on hand, especially if you have a sensitive horse. Um, A lot of times just simple Vaseline or coconut oil is enough to help with itchiness. I know um, I mix up a what I call skin conditioner or soother. I am gonna try a new one this year, but I will let you guys know what happens. Um, I'll have another segment on that as well about different conditioners and soothers that I personally make for my horse that I've seen differences with. Um, but I know thus far I have tried. Um, I mix water, baby oil, a little bit of coconut oil, like. I want to say a very small, maybe about an inch um, in depth in your typical spray bottle. Um, But yes, water, baby oil, coconut oil. Uh, I think at one point I put Vaseline in there, I'm going to say use caution with this as it doesn't liquefy very well and it does clog up your clumps a lot so I'm going to say don't necessarily put vaseline in your oil your sprays um, but also just a typical um, conditioner um, this can be horse conditioner or a fragrance free or sensitive skin conditioner um, I personally I would have to find the brand for you guys but there was a very low, no chemical, um, argan oil conditioner, um, I don't, it wasn't a name brand, I had never seen it in a store before, um, but I do find it at some convenience stores or some grocery outlets, and it is incredible, I love using it on the horses, it's very sensitive to their skin, um, but that's what I personally would put in there, um, I'd mix that all up and I just spray that on any um, dried out spots or itchy spots and it seems to do really for them. Um, I am going to try an aloe version this year. Um, I will keep you guys updated on that in the future. Um, wounds and flies are my last portion of this. Make sure to take extra care to keep flies out of open wounds or sores. Um, personally, I'm going to say this is going to be best done through extra product. Um, you can physically cover It's going to depend on what kind of wound you have, you know, some of them you can't keep them covered. Um, it's better to have them air out, um, but you're going to have to use your discretion on that. Um, you. Always, I'm going to say, if you have any kind of wound, put extra fly spray in that area. Um, And for serious injuries, you might want to consider just keeping them inside in a stall with a fan. Uh, The fan is going to deter flies and keep them cooler, um, and keeping them in, you know, you're going to eliminate how much access they have to fly. Uh, There are some other options dependent on what your injury needs. But I'm definitely going to say the best option is usually just going to be applying extra fly spray and a product. You know, if you're still putting on a wound ointment or simple Vaseline, uh, put the Vaseline or the ointment on first. um, That way when you fly spray it, you know, you're kind of locking that in place a little better. But definitely put a lot of fly spray on those wounds. Bugs can, you know, they're drawn to wounds, they're drawn to blood, um, and they'll get in there and they will start eating at it. And soon the wound that you thought was almost healed has been completely reopened because the flies have eaten into that. And I know that's really gross, but you definitely, you know, that's going to drive up your budget as well, and it's not good for the horse. So definitely make sure you're taking extra care of those wounds. As always, I'm going to put the disclaimer in that I'm not a vet or a professional by any means. I'm just sharing with you the information that I've learned or that I wish I knew before I got my horses or you know, the first year um, and just some ideas that I've had along the way. As I said throughout the episode, I will have some more of those specific episodes in the future if you guys are interested. Um, If there's anything you think I missed or you guys want to hear about or that you thought of during this uh, episode, hop on over to our Instagram, give us a follow, send us a message with the information that you have or that you want to hear more about. Um, We are at Penny Pinching Pony on Instagram. Uh, We have our typical icon that we have on Anchor and Spotify wherever platform you're listening on Um, but go on over give us a follow send us a message Uh, we do do polls there when we get a little more active on Instagram we will do um, some daily hacks or some weekly DIYs you know just some more things that are extras for the people that are committed to a budget-friendly horse loving hot meat. Thank you guys for watching and as always take care and have a great day.